Welcome to the Celtics Rise Up podcast. I'm your host, Justin Lowe. As you may know, I run Celtics Rising on Instagram. I'm also a co-host over on the Celtics Talk Weekly podcast here. I've just grown this brand so much over the past eight years, um, kind of fallen out a little bit of uh, producing content for this account uh, for a little while, uh, but I, I really want to keep it going. I really want to kind of revamp it, uh, reshape it, and create uh, this uh I guess, revive this uh, immaculate community that um, I've been able to build. And I, I'm so grateful for it over the last eight years uh, of running the page. But this podcast is going to be become, I don't want to say weekly because I want to try to record these at least two to three times a week, um, depending on you know what my schedule looks like. Uh, I definitely want to kind of uh, record as much as I can, but I can promise at least once a week. And, um, you know, hopefully as we go on here, we will find a uh, more predominant schedule. Uh, but right now we're, we're kind of in this lull period. It's August 22nd, the date I'm recording this. Uh, we, we get this weird lull where uh, August is such a dry month. The only really thing that happens in August um, for the NBA specifically, obviously you have the FIBA World Cup going on. Uh, Team USA, uh, you know, you have all that, but you don't have too much else other than when guys like Peyton Pritchard is playing in the Pro-Am League in Vancouver, uh, as well as the schedule dropping late in the month. I feel as if we weren't kind of, uh, usually I feel like we're given the heads up. Uh, I feel like we get some leaks. We didn't really get that too much this year. I feel like it was just all, all, of, all of a sudden and uh, kind of a spur of the moment thing, but I certainly do want to talk a little bit about uh, Peyton Pritchard. Okay, listen, here's the thing. Peyton Pritchard last year, he had a rough, rough year. Uh, he had career lows in games played. He only played 48 games. He only averaged about 13 minutes off the bench. He only played about 50, 57-odd-ish minutes in the postseason. Coming into the offseason, or coming into the season last year, uh, so right around this time last year, the Celtics acquired Malcolm Brogdon. Okay, so Neesmith goes out, Pritchard's draft partner, a bunch of other, um, you know, Daniel Tice, Malik Fitz, uh, Nick Stauskas, some draft picks go out. And we acquire this point guard that essentially comes in and we question if he was going to be our starting point guard. We already had the addition of Derek White from the trade deadline prior. Obviously, we still had Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown as well. So our guard depth is just absolutely stacked. That kind of didn't help with Peyton Pritchard in terms of his development-wise, in his confidence-wise, um, about midway through the season, around the trade deadline, Peyton Pritchard actually kind of pushed for a trade. Uh, he kind of, I don't even want to say nonchalantly, because I feel as if he was very vocal about it, um, how he kind of wanted to be traded, and he wanted a bigger opportunity, a better opportunity. Um, you know, there was a handful of people that kind of, when that news came out, kind of said, really, dude, like you, you, you got a free, essentially almost a free trip to the finals or at least the Eastern conference finals. And then others who, who even me was kind of like, you know what, like this kid's too good to be just stashed on the bench, uh, deep, deep in a way. It's great for our depth, but at the same time, uh, this guy can go ball out somewhere else, but he never really got his opportunity last year. Uh, and rightfully so, right? When you had all, have all that guard depth and, and those guys in front of you, it's pretty hard to earn that position over. Uh, but this season, 
this offseason, very early this offseason, Marcus Smart was selted away. Now, we thought once the season was over, okay, maybe it's Malcolm Brogdon that goes. Yeah, it was kind of a one-year type of thing with Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, he got injured later in the year. Uh, the guy can't stay healthy. Great guard, had his best shooting uh, year in his career, one of the best shooters in the league. Uh, it was sixth man of the year. But we, I don't think Celtics fans necessarily saw Marcus Smart going over uh, a Malcolm Brogdon. At least I, I certainly didn't. And Malcolm Brogdon, if people remember, was in the original trade deal with that three-team trade with the Clippers. Uh, but the Clippers backed out, said that you know they didn't want to risk any injury, uh, any, any injury risks and injury prones with uh, Malcolm Brogdon. They backed out essentially Marcus Smart to to Memphis. Uh, he went. So now we keep Brogdon. Then Missoula comes on the hot mic and says that uh, Derek White is going to be the starter. So now that opens up. I feel as if that that just totally opens up an opportunity here for Peyton Pritchard off the bench. Um, the Celtics did not draft a guard. They drafted Jordan Walsh, who's a forward. And I, I feel like they didn't go They didn't go out in free agency and get any guards. They got a couple of wings. They got Brissett, and they got Banton. Banton can play the two. He can also play the three. You, you re-signed JD to the two-way contract deal. He's not really going to get much time up here in Boston. I really feel as if a window has opened, and, and the time is now for Peyton Pritchard. Uh, we, we've seen what Peyton Pritchard can do on a consistent basis. I think it's just been the inconsistent minutes that, that that's been tough for him uh, because we know Peyton Pritchard can shoot. We know he could, he, how, how he could pressure the ball full court, that six, three size. I hate to like, this is, this sounds like such a cop out. I hate when people say it, but it's true. Like, you, you know, sometimes the size does matter. Like, like, Jimmy Butler backing down, backing him down in the post on the switch. It was just consecutive plays. I feel like that that's also just, you know, you know, that's going to happen throughout the game, those different matchups. But um, Peyton Pritchard, I feel as if he has a lot of upside to his game. Uh, he's a gritty player. Uh, I, I, he can defend the ball very well. He's a very fast-paced player. He can get the ball up the court in, in the blink of an eye. I, I just absolutely love everything about Peyton Pritchard's game. But over the weekend, Peyton Pritchard, we know pro and Pritchard, he scored 61 points in the Ball Don't Stop Pro-Am League over in Vancouver alongside former Celtic great Isaiah Thomas. 61 points, which set a new record scoring high for the event since it was launched in 2016. Uh, past participants of this event, uh, guys such as Scotty Barnes, Jamal Crawford, Nate Robinson, obviously Isaiah Thomas, and now Peyton Pritchard. So we, we know what happened last season, last summer, uh, in the Pro-Am League, right, where in Portland, Oregon, uh, Peyton Pritchard's homecoming, he left the Summer League. Okay, he was balling out in Summer League. He didn't need to be in Vegas. He was just too good for Vegas. So Boston sent him on his way. Enjoy your summer. Go get your go, Still get your reps and get your workouts in. So he goes to Portland, and he drops 92 points, 92 points in the Pro-Am back in uh, 2021, I believe it was, Uh I mean, Pritchard left the Celtics Summer League, and then he went to Oregon, dropped 92. Celtics made it to the Summer League Championship, and they said, all right, well, come back. We need you. And he played in the championship game. So I, I just feel like Pritchard in these pro-am games, in these pro-am leagues, and, and I get it, these scrimmages. He was also on the select team, the USA select team this offseason. I forgot to mention that, by the way. 
and he balled out. There's there's footage, there's there's full footage, and then there's clips that the media continues to put put out there that are that are so tragic and so disgusting. It was a Peyton Pritchard three. Um and he just he did. It was it was a pretty bad mess. He clunked it off the side of the backboard and um everybody just everybody posted it. Every no like nobody nobody other than Celtic related accounts posted Peyton Pritchard with the crossovers and the hesitation moves and, and the pull up threes and even the floaters and the like nobody posted that. Nobody posted the full game footage. So he's on the select team, he's balling in these pro am leagues. And we've seen him get a triple-double against the Atlanta Hawks last year, the last game of the season. I think Peyton Pritchard can come make a big impact off this bench this year. I, I, I really, I really, really believe in him. And at times where we did see Peyton Pritchard, specifically, if you want a specific game where we saw Peyton Pritchard at his best, it was that, it was that, what, where was it? It was Toronto, that Toronto game, the I'm him moment. That was Peyton Pritchard, the boom moment, the dagger. That's Peyton Pritchard. And I think that's what we can get out of Peyton Pritchard on a very consistent night. And I think this says a lot about Peyton Pritchard. I think Peyton Pritchard is the type of guy where he just shuts his mouth, he puts his head down, and he goes to work. And that's what we've seen from Pritchard, and that's what we're going to get from Peyton Pritchard. He knows his opportunity is coming. He knows it's not handed to them. He knows he has to work for it, and he has to be ready in those moments. When Marcus Smart went down, he was ready for those moments last year. Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon specifically. Now we talk about the injury prones of Malcolm Brogdon, and Derek White comes in. He's going to be the starter. Well, Peyton Pritchard's right there. Peyton Pritchard's right there. And I feel as if Peyton Pritchard can just be that guy off the bench, that spark off the bench next year, uh, the sharpshooter. He can pass the ball. He can shoot the ball. He can dribble. He's quick. He's quick on his feet get to the basket. He's an incredible for his size in his position. Incredible rebounder. Absolutely incredible rebounder. We saw it against the former champs, uh, the defending champions, uh, Denver Nuggets last season. Uh, the, his rebounding, his offensive rebounding, it, that was a spark plug for the Celtics. Celtics came back and won that game, right? Those offensive rebounds over uh, Jokic and DeAndre Jordan and, and Michael Porter Jr. Like that, it was just it was everything, and, and that's a spark that the Celtics are going to need off the bench. Now that guys like Grant Williams and, and Marcus Smart is gone, Blake Griffin's still up in the air if he's coming back or not. Those spark plug guys, those, those energy and heart guys that we don't have at the moment, we're going to need every little bit of that, and I think Peyton Pritchard can certainly give you that off the bench. Uh, speaking of next season coming off the bench, let's, let's take a brief look at the Celtic schedule because the schedule dropped. I, I, I said earlier in the episode that the schedule is kind of that uh, eye-opening thing that, that kind of happens in August, other than the FIBA and other than the Pro-Am leagues that you see these players play in. It's a schedule. Now, I kind of it's hard to explain this year's schedule, in my opinion, only because this in-season tournament and this whole group play thing is is regular season games, but it's tournament games, but it's also regular season games. Let me explain it. Um, so going off of the Celtics website right here, I, I have in front of me, I'm going to give credit to Mark D'Amico. He's, he's incredible. I got to uh, have a great conversation with him during the pandemic. I had a great uh, connection with him on opening night. Um, I want to give his props where it's due because this is where I'm taking all this information off of 
uh, right now with the schedule details. So the season opener is going to be October 25th in New York. Celts playing the Knicks, division rival, October 25th, season opener in New York, Madison Square Garden. Is that deja vu or no, that did happen. That happened back 2021, a double overtime game. Marcus Smart hit a three at the buzzer to tie the game. That's right. That did happen in New York, Madison Square Garden. Celtics, for the second time in three seasons, are back at MSG for opening night. Then Boston will come home, fly home to play the Miami Heat on October 27th, Friday. So Friday, October 27th, an Eastern Conference Finals rematch against Miami Heat. I I, I feel like, okay, I get it. It's going to be October. You know, usually we start paying attention to these types of matchups come, you know, February, March, April, May. But this one for me, right off the bat, that leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Losing game seven, you are one win away from the NBA Finals and you let the Miami Heat come in your building. It absolutely decimate you on your home court. Now I get it. Jason Tatum, oh, the roll of the ankle. Celtics were down 3-0. Like they had no business being in that series. You know, they made it a series. They came back. But let's face it. we Boston was the better team. Boston was the more talented team. They didn't win. It happens, unfortunately. Happens to us more than often uh, in, in the recent years. But that Eastern Conference Finals rematch on October 27th is something that I'm certainly looking forward to. Now, this in-season tournament, so the Celtics know their schedule uh, for their first in-season tournament. Their group play is scheduled listed below. So the Celtics are in Group EC. So there's Group A, B, and C for each conference. Each team's uh, each uh, each group plays each other uh, twice, two at home, two in away, or it plays each other once, but two are at home, two, two are away. So the Celtics, for instance, uh, they share a group with the Nets, the Raptors, the Magic and the Bulls, they will play each team once, uh, and then two of those games will be home and two will be away. Uh, the first home game is uh, Friday, uh, November 10th at 7.30 at the Garden against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, then Boston travels away 7.30 Friday, November 17th uh, in Toronto, and then Friday, November 24th, 2.30 p.m. in Orlando, and then to close out the tournament, or at least to close out the group play, uh, it's at 7.30 on Tuesday, November 28th. That's home against the Chicago Bulls. Now, there you might say, like, why is there such, such separation between games? That's because this is all tied into the regular season, right? Like, they're still going to be playing regular season games in between these games. These games are only Tuesdays and Fridays that these occur. Three Friday games for the Celtics and one Tuesday game uh, and one Tuesday game as well. Uh, so the winner of this group gets an automatic bid into the knockout rounds, which begins December 4th. Should the Celtics not win their group, they'd also have a chance to advance to the knockout rounds by earning one of the two available wildcard spots. Uh, so these, all of these games count as a regular season game, except for the championship game. So that's why there's only 80 games and not 82, because they still have to figure out, uh, obviously, what the matchups are. As far as national TV goes for the Celtics this year, well, they have 34 national TV games, 34, 24 people count NBA TV. People don't count NBA TV. If you're going to count NBA TV, the Celtics have 34 games, 10 on ESPN, 9 on TNT, 5 on ABC, and 10 on NBA TV. If you're not going to take NBA TV, 
Celtics only have 24 games. I don't know what to tell you. Some people count NBA TV. Some people don't. You, you have to have a subscription to it. Um, sometimes there's blackouts. Sometimes there's this and that, whatever. That's just what I have in my notes right here. Should the Celtics advance into the knockout rounds of the in-season tournament, their number of national TV games will at least climb to 25. Um, obviously, they're going to be covering those late in-season tournament games on national TV. Um, a few national TV highlights are below. Obviously, I said the season opener, October 25th in New York. That game will be on ESPN. Uh, and then also their home opener against Miami, the Eastern Conference Finals rematch will also be on ESPN. Boston and Golden State meet December 19th in Golden State. Uh, in Golden State, that'll be a 2022 Finals rematch. That game will be carried by ESPN. Uh, we have a Christmas Day game this year. Once again, this time we're on the road. But good news is we're in Hollywood. The Celtics and Lakers, the rivalry continues on Christmas Day on ABC, 5 p.m. tip-off Eastern time. Then Boston will host the defending champion uh, Denver Nuggets on ESPN on January 19th. And then the Celtics-Suns, both matchups will be on national TV. The first one, March 9th on ABC from Phoenix, and then March 14th on TNT from Boston. Tatum and KD, Brown and Beal, Booker and White. I'm, I'm very, very excited for those matchups. It was a very two-way, uh, it was a very tale of two games for the Celtics last year against the Suns, Boston went to Phoenix last year on that West Coast trip and absolutely just demolished the Phoenix Suns. I mean, there was no chance. There was no shot from the tip. It was just all Boston. And then Phoenix came to Boston and kind of gave Boston the business. Um, as far as back-to-backs go, there's a very busy, busy, busy season for the Celtics. The Celtics play 14 back-to-backs this season. That's one up from last season. Uh, it was 13 last season. This season is 14. Good news, however, is that they won't need to travel for five of them. So five of which uh, of the back-to-backs are at the Garden. Um, there's only been four back-to-backs in, uh, at the Garden in the combined last two years or three seasons. Uh, so that's that's amazing. Uh, the most intriguing back-to-back of the season might be when the Celtics take on the Warriors and Kings who dueled in the Western Conference playoffs on consecutive nights in December. The season will play the Warriors December 19th in San Francisco, and on my birthday, December 20th, the Kings in Sacramento. So that West Coast trip is one of my favorite uh, kind of spans of the season. And I hate, okay, first of all, I, I, I don't like how I have to stay up and cover the Celtics till – one o'clock, but it's only fair because it's only 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock West Coast time. Um, but uh, I, I just love playing those teams, especially on the road, only because we get to we, we only get to play those guys once or technically twice, but only once at their place. So it's rare that we get to see those games around late uh, and they're very, very intriguing matchups. Celtics and Warriors, Celtics and Kings, Celtics and Clippers, Celtics and Sun, Celtics and uh, Lakers. Those are just amazing, amazing uh, matchups that any one of those matchups could be an NBA finals. If we're, we're going to sit here and be realistic here. Um, so let's talk about the homestand because the Celtics largest homestand this year runs from January 27th to February 9th. That's a seven game span. The Clippers, the Pelicans, the Pacers, the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Hawks and the Wizards. And then their largest road trip this year, which in my opinion this is the toughest, toughest stretch in the season. This is going to be, this is, this honestly is going to be a horrific stretch for the Celtics. I really 
hope they play the, uh, they uh, obviously I hope they win, but I hope they can really stay healthy through this stretch because this is a wacko March 22nd to April 1st. This is a six game and 11 night stretch. The Pistons, the uh, Bulls, the Hawks twice, the Pelicans and the Hornets. So we look at that schedule. It's like, why are you stressing? That's not even, we don't have to travel. The farthest we'd have to travel is New Orleans. And the team should not be that difficult. I'm more worried about the six games in 11 days. That's a very tricky stretch. That's a very, very large uh, uh, stretch. But at the same time, it, it, it does help that the farthest you'll have to go is New Orleans, which let's face it, that's not far compared to you could potentially have to go up to, you could have to go to Dallas, you could have to go to Portland, you could have to go to, uh, you know, Minnesota, and then back down to back down to New Orleans, and then Charlotte, you know, so it could it could have been one of those all over the map road trips, but it's not going to be but the six games in 11 days do kind of um, kind of worry me a little. Uh, but we'll have to face that when when, when that happens, a uh, couple extra other little notes here, Marcus Smart is scheduled to make his return back to Boston. Uh, where he will surely, most definitely, and should be a huge standing ovation February 4th against, uh, obviously, he's on the Memphis Grizzlies, so it'd be Boston and uh, Memphis. And then also, let me just uh, very quickly uh, look up this game because this this is a game that uh, people are interested in as well. This game is the Houston game where Ime Udoka makes his return, and that will be January uh, 13th, which is a Saturday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Should Udoka get the standing ovation, we'll have to save that one, that question for another podcast because we've reached our time here, guys. Look, I'm going to keep these podcasts sweet, short and sweet, get to the points, uh, cover the headlines. If we're, we're, we're going to get to breaking news and in, in the updates and the highlights and all that, uh, I'd like to keep this between a 20 to 27, 25, 27 minute uh, episode, uh, especially if I'm going to do, uh, try to do two to three of these a week. But for now, guys, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, Celtics Rising. Please follow me on Instagram, Celtics Rising. Subscribe to Celtics Talk Weekly. That's my other podcast I do with my best friend, Rob. And uh, just this has been the Celtics Rise Up podcast, episode one. Let me know how you liked it. Uh, again, we're going to keep these short, to the point, sweet, in uh, as formative as possible. And uh, once the season gets rolling around, we will be super excited, and I can't wait to be covering the Celtics. Take care, guys.